All right, welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. Yeah? Oh, Who sorry. are you, Doug? <laughs> I'm Doug <laughs> Ellen. And I'm Kevin Dillon. <laughs> Victory! All right, we're going to do Season 2, Episode 3, Aqua Mansion. I got to tell you, I don't know if the camera can see it, but there's another beer here because Dylan every time opens the beer early, and then I missed my cue, so we're really having some problems getting this thing started. I have an excuse. I had a fucking colonoscopy yesterday, and I'm still reeling. What's yours, Kevin Dillon? <laughs> I'm still stressed out about my colonoscopy five years ago. <laughs> and I woke up in the middle of it. It was horrible. I hope you didn't wake up in the middle of yours. So I did what's called a virtual colonoscopy. Now, that sounds like I'd be it on a computer somewhere. It's not. It's just a little less invasive than the colonoscopy. If you do have the polyps or anything, they can't do it. But it's safer. Okay. That being said, you're not put under. And it was... Ooh, 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 ooh. So were you in like live that. Instagramming? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You could have picked up a bunch of followers. I, Opportunity missed. <laughs> I want everyone out there to really take this seriously because, uh, yes. you know, yeah. obviously we know what happened to Chadwick Boseman. And I, I do have some friends who... My, my buddy Scotty Anton got some cancer and he's fine, thank God. But It is got, a very serious thing. You got to catch it early. That being said, it was not a great day. It's a day of prep the day before. Did you have polyps? Well, I'm waiting for my doctor to okay, call. And if, if, I do have polyps, quick, if I do have polyps, I have to go back and do the whole thing. Yeah, they got to cut. Oh, they didn't cut them off. They can't cut them off okay. during this. So this is very. Do you know what I think we should do for November, the three of us, for Victory the Podcast? <laughs> we should do Movember All right, and I'm raise in. money for men's health. Oh, do you know what yeah, that yeah. is, Dylan? You wake up on November 1st and you shave your mustache. Huh? You, and you shave your face and then you cannot shave your mustache for 30 days. And whoever has the best duster at the end of the month. Oh, I don't, I don't stand the chance. Oh, it's fun. No, I was but about you can, to say you're going to kill it. You look like you were no, born to have no, a mustache. No, no, no. no but I'll, you can, you can, believe me, I did it one year and I, I finished, for, I raised, I don't know, almost $20,000 nice. for, uh, for nice. men's cancers. And, well, and you're a hairy gorilla, both but, of you guys. But you I can no like, chance. it's all about the creativity with the mustache. You're just not allowed okay. to, you can, okay. you can turn it into different shapes. You just, this right here is like 30 days. I'm like a seal. I'm not very hairy at all. I'm very okay. smooth and you, silky. You could add us fools. You look smooth. pretty hairy for Connelly, the hair. Connolly, on the other hand, he, he takes his shirt off. And he's got a sweater on there. He's like a, <laughs> God, a gorilla. Well, anyway. Thank God I have my lawnmower Manscaped 3.0. <laughs> hey, no doubt. That's been. I hate to keep talking about I mean, it. It's unbelievable. Like, Especially mine? when they're Where's not mine? paying for it. It's got a light on it. Kevin likes to use both of them at the same time so damn Harry's using so, Doug's so and his. The lawnmower gets millions of dollars of free advertising. They really Connelly does. and Dylan get free lawnmowers. I get nothing out of it. I just have to talk. <laughs> I get a colonoscopy. That's uh, what I we, get. Hey, Narod, can we confirm? Is there one coming for Doug? Did they say that? Supposedly. It's always, by the way, when you're dealing with, with the businessman, Kevin Connolly, it's always supposedly it's coming. Things are coming. Lunch oh, really, is coming, Doug? Is coming. Supposedly, I could say the same thing for a couple of your friends and a couple of <laughs> suggestions that you've made that shall remain nameless. We, we will take care of that. We will we will take care of that. And, and let's wrap up the colonoscopy. But I do want to say it was, it was a rough day. The woman said, though, a lot of people don't feel anything. I felt enough that I would have confessed to a murder. I'm not kidding. I was screaming in <laughs> yes. there. It was, it was, oh, no, uh, scary. it was not a comfortable day. And the day before prep was not great, but it I is. I took it easy on you. Did you notice that? Held all jokes. I'm in a bad mood. I had a, I had a camera shoved up my ass that took better pictures than my wedding photos were. And you wonder why I'm in a bad mood. I mean, what the fuck? You know, the uh, nice thing was that that neither of these guys checked up on me to see how I was doing. They were all Bruce playing golf. Weber shot oh, your. Uh, we were golfing, by the way. They were golfing. Sorry about by the way, that, Doug. By the way, wait. Can I just say one thing? I don't even care because I thought you guys were going to check on me. I was just like, okay, they're not even going to check on me. But then I see them on Instagram. They're playing golf, and then I realize. <laughs> 
They didn't even know. I just assumed they I didn't know. Because you told the story, but you were speaking of the days generally. You were like Tuesday, then when. Wednesday, but we, you never said it was that close. It so was I that close. I was surprised. You know what? I didn't get a call when I woke up in the middle of my colonoscopy. <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody cared about me. But I would have called. Dylan and I went out and played 18 with Joey Cold Cuts and Robbie Berger, the oh, brilliantly dumb what a guys. Great time, we had a great huh? time. Special K, uh, you had your best round, I believe. I shot an 88. Shot an 88. Is that legit? Is that legit? 100% legit. Thank you, Kevin. I mean, there was a mulligan in there, but that one no, mulligan. I mean, I think, no, one it might have been. It might have been allowed. It, of course, in one what? mulligan is allowed. In what? I'm not a golfer, but what do you mean? Is it at the like, U.S. Open? Is that, that allowed? Did well, Tiger right, Woods no. win a fucking if, if major you're a member, with a mulligan? If you're a member at a private cl- country club, uh-huh. you get a mulligan off the first hand. Oh well, I'm not. Ri- I'm not uh, rich enough yeah, to be a member yes, at a you private were. country club. You used to take me to Brentwood all the time. We always took a mulligan. This thing about you not being rich is ridiculous. Fucking silver spoon up your ass. Divorce will take away that private country club. Yes, membership. it will. So I, I lost it. But I gained two children, so we're all good and we're all happy. And Connolly, yes. I do personally miss Brentwood Country Club and used to take me out all the time. We had a good time. And out Kevin there. never invites me to his club because of COVID. They don't really let you know. It's tough to get guess so. Hey, dude, if you're going to want to come to my club at Wingfoot, you know, the U.S. Open golf course, you better start getting me out there, bro. That's all I'm saying right now. I'm a member <laughs> at the greatest golf club in the world. Dylan forced me to use a club that I didn't want to use, and I was like, I hate this, and I fucking crushed and Dylan's it. I'm like, why are you using wood? this rescue? You got 250 yards. He took the three-wood out, and I he fucking ripped it. smacked it. He hit about... 225. Yeah, I nailed it. Right down the center. I mean, right down and, the middle. Know. I mean, he was right in front of the green after right. that. Dylan is a real golfer. Conley is new to the game. So do you think he's got real potential? Oh, he's he's already like a real so golfer. where do you think he can get? What do you think his best round of his life will be going forward? Ever. Oh, he's gonna break 80. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna break. He's gonna shoot, you know. High 70s, low oh, 80s. I think he might even shoot mid 70s because he's into it. Is he I, playing I from the ladies' tips or is he playing from the ladies' I've tips? I've shot two under before on a 72 par golf Where is he course, shooting though. from? These are the tips. Shooting from the blues. We, we, shot, we play from the blues. And by the way, Rancho is not an easy golf course. Wow. It's not easy. Very ready to get back on some ice skates. It's been a long time. Play a little hockey with you. Mike I Young, will ride you Mike, into Mike, the boys. Mike, Mike, Mike Young will tell you. I don't fight, but I had some good, good hand-eye coordination. You're an athlete. KC would throw the gloves off. You got to be careful. I know. Yank that jersey right oh, over your head, bro. Those Irish guys are fucking ready to go. <laughs> me and Connor. Do you know what me and Connor would do to you on the ice? <laughs> By the way, Connolly keeps kissing Connor McGregor's ass, but he DM'd me, Kevin. He didn't oh, yeah. DM you. Because he, you were making him uncomfortable. By the way, <laughs> I tried to follow him, but he doesn't have an Instagram yeah, he account, does. does notorious he? MMA. He's notorious. Yeah, he's got oh, 30 million followers. Hard one to fi- find, though. Ooh, he's, he's got, got 30 really, million followers. Really Doug knows, like, to the number. How, he's got a blue you, check you also. You track other dudes... <laughs> followers which I'm is I'm a weird. little obsessed with Connor. I want him on the podcast for you guys. He's I'm doing character. that for you. He's, just he's so a character. He's so great. And great. And great fighter. I would have anxiety if he was on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he might want that chair that you took, but maybe yeah. he'll sign <laughs> it. We're going season two, episode three, Aquamansion. When we're done, we got Ralph Macchio coming into studio. Ralphie boy. Let's get into this episode. Do you remember this episode? Before- oh, yes. One of my favorites. Really? Let me oh, get yeah. my notes. Aquamansion. Let me get my notes. I got my friend Larry's daughter is kind enough to do Kevin's job for him, and she writes notes of the episode. And then Kevin goes, oh, yeah, 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 I think I was on this show. So anyway, (laughs) and by the way, I have gotten some DMs that want and request Kevin Conley to prepare more diligently for the show. Well, also, too, and I don't want to use you guys as a springboard, but if I could promote another podcast (laughs) that we have coming out here, uh, The Dossier which is uh, the LAPD cover-up of the Biggie Smalls murder, where we have the FBI agent that was on the case speaking for the first time. So, 
you know, I love Victory the podcast. You, you've been talking about this one for years uh, and not only now, that, so but I'm we're, excited. But like, we're, we're editing. Yeah, we got it. There's but the dossier, things. September 17th. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. By the sounds way, that's good, man. It sounds really By good. By the way, that's what Dylan used to do when he'd come onto the set of Entourage. He'd say, I, I'm, I'm going to be pretty good today, but I'm doing Poseidon at the same time. So uh, <laughs> sorry if I don't know anything sorry, about I'm, what's I'm, happening. I'm working on a $200 million <laughs> major motion picture. <laughs> I, I, major I might give you guys a little bit of my attention. Uh, so I want to give you a little background on Aquamansion, which really this story did stem. We've mentioned him on this podcast before. Mike Young, comedian extraordinaire, guy who was so busy that he was unavailable to read for the part of E on not that page, okay? <laughs> but Mike Young, what happened was, um, I guess I mentioned that I was going, the only time, by the way, the only one time I went to a Playboy Mansion party, uh, I was going and Mike said, can you get me on the list? I got him on the list and Mike went out and bought some expensive pajamas <laughs> and then I couldn't quite deliver or I had somebody else I needed on the list and I had to tell Mike he couldn't go. So, he says I didn't put him in the trunk. As I remember, we did put him in the trunk. It really doesn't matter, but that's where the whole... Well, it's episode. a tough one okay. to cop to all these years later. Yeah. That I mean, you would stoop so low to get in the trunk of a car to get into the Playboy Mansion. I well, thought you, I thought you were going to tell me you got the lifetime ban because that is a real, real That is thing. a real thing. Yeah. But yeah, the lifetime ban is when you would mess with one of Hefner's girls. By the way, if you ever just, just like a little Kevin Connolly thing, like everybody always talks about E, and I said this to Kevin before we started today. Some people think he's like the party pooper, and I guess I realize it. I had a what, great line in this yeah, episode, right? He starts in Barney's where he's just like, yeah, I've been to the Playboy Play Mansion. It's not sucks. that great. <laughs> okay. But the reality is, out of everyone on this show, every person I've ever had on this show no offense to you, Kevin Dillon. I'm not even sure it's a compliment that I'm saying. Kevin Connolly is the most fun, the most... Well, I mean, no, no, no. Dillon... You're, not, no, no. you're right, you're right. But also the he's most... Of a, he's the most... He's tradi- been to the mansion way more than <laughs> both of us combined. But I'm not even talking to He's mansion. saying that I'm not like a stick in the mud like E in real life is what he's saying. Well, where- it's nice because people are then pleasently surprised when I hang out with them. They're like, oh, wow, you are not a well, total stick in the mud You're deadbeat. a complete animal. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so... So anyway, so that it gets us into this first scene. We open up and we're in Barney's, you know, Barney's. Very early in the morning. Yeah. But so what do you remember about that day? Whenever we would shoot in places like that, we had to be out by the time they opened. Yes. So when we would shoot in Barney's in order to control Barney's, we would be in there when it was literally almost still dark outside. I do remember it was a long walk and talk. Up show. Those I, stairs. I believe we yep. banged out about three pages in, in one shot. I yeah. love those walking talks. Yeah, and again, for anyone who's listening, like a lot of times we would try to shoot the show like a documentary where these guys had to know everything and get it in one take. Yeah. W- and- w- watch for the no cut. You know, there's no cut in there. Yeah. I love seeing scenes where there's no cut. And it's just pure Actors good acting. have to be on point. Yes, yeah. it is. It's so yeah. funny listening to Dylan say like this. He hated that so much when we started. It was well, unbelievable. I, I like a close-up. So, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're getting a close-up on a walk-and-talk, yeah. you yeah. know? That is true. And it hey, will I always, live in here, bro. It will always be a debate. Dylan, Dylan jumped on board with the walk-and-talks oh, early. Once we started getting those early days. Yeah, though, well, eventually he was out. like, I can go play golf now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but Dylan, and look, there is an argument to be made. And I say it even on this podcast. When I see the clips, when we get to your face... And you're a handsome guy, but your face is fucking funny. I just laugh when you I see call you. Me a funny face? What did you what, say? What are you saying? I funny how? I'm funny, like ha ha kind of funny. I don't know what to say. I just well, really yeah, do. And I, 
And I just, I like you and I see you so much more than in real life. It's just like this great, like, you know. The you like him more? You? Okay, that was weird. <laughs> you like, do you like him or do you not like him? I or do, do you love me? I hey. do like him, but, you know, kind of love. We know, we know we got to coddle Kevin Dillon because we know, you know, he's a sensitive man. <laughs> he's so got a LeBron vibe to him. He does. By the way, Dillon is the LeBron of this <laughs> the crew. The only feeling I have is pain. Dillon is the LeBron no of the Victory Podcast. We got to kiss his ass a little bit. We got to make sure he's feeling. <laughs> I'm out of here. Kerr. I'm Steve Kerr. I'm out of here. Behind I mean, the scenes. I mean, Dylan's had more traffic problems. There's a pandemic going on. Uh, yeah, and Dylan right. has traffic problems more than anybody. <laughs> There's no one on the road right now. And Dylan's like, ah, it took three hours from Malibu. I mean, the truth is we don't know where he was. He, where he, he You is. say you guys live around the block. Exactly. That's what he says every There's week. no doubt. But anyway, we love everybody. So anyway, we're in this thing. I, you know, I love a bunch about this scene because you learn a lot we're about We're in what thing? What are you we're talking about? Sorry. We're in the we're in Barney's, the Barney's. thing. You know the All thing. Right. The we're thing. We're over the thing. But we're in Barney's, and, and we learned some good stuff here. The turtle, turtle's making 200 bucks a week, which always just makes me laugh. <laughs> but in know? 2005, you know. Yeah, so it's like 300 now. He's making like 300. 350. It's also got free room and board, and, yeah, you know, but whatever. Good. You know, so. So he couldn't afford the pajamas. He could not afford the pajamas and has to ask E. <laughs> I have to say, though, there's nothing about what Turtle was wearing that looked like pajamas at all. It looked like a hoodie. Yeah. I mean, he was wearing a hoodie. I but, didn't. But they were in the pajama section. I don't know. That's that was. Uh, okay. Well, they were pretty strict about that stuff at the Playboy Mansion. So maybe Entourage uh, pushed the envelope there a little bit. But for the most part, they will not let you in if you're not in pajamas. Yeah, you got to be in the right outfit. And by the way, again, not to, you know. I was not a guy who ever, as you both know, who was going out. That, You're not a that, Playboy Mansion guy. You I, never was, I was just not a go out guy. You don't guy. fit in there, bro. But I, I, <laughs> you got to be super manly. <laughs> right. But that the night, grotto, the grotto's not for you, bro. How about a word from our sponsors, though? I gotta... Either of you ever really sneak into the mansion? Did that ever happen? I didn't have to do that, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> I got invites. <laughs> you know what? Act. I was actually fortunate enough to be like on the list as well. All right. As a matter of fact, I got the permanent like uh anytime i want to go i forget what they call it but i could show up the mansion what does that mean like breakfast at 8 a.m yes. well like you're like Mr. it's like a standing Hefner reservation gave okay. me a standing yeah my name will always be on that list is that but did you have Hathrow? a drive on yes or, or i always you have got to go on the shuttle on. with no, doug no. Well, i did do the shuttle a couple times but it was after entourage that mr hefner gave me the Open invite, I guess wow. is what you call right? An open right. invite? Yeah. Open invite. Yeah. I'm sure you were there a bunch of I mean, times. I, don't want to well, obs- I, I kissed a lot of butt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't want to obsess about this, but what do you mean an open invite? It means that no matter, whenever there's an event at the mansion, right. your name I is automatically Don't get mad at me, Conley, just because you missed the fucking Playboy Mansion. He's I mad at me because things. he was in on that automatic invite. He was banned. I was lifetime banned. I got suspended. <laughs> Conley was suspended from the Playboy Mansion for roughhousing with his friends at hey, the party. Did we have to fight to get him in? No, that is not true. Wait a second. When we were filming, no. Oh my was, god! Yes, oh my we had god. a fight to we get you in, bro. Ar- no. Oh my god! We joked had to, like, around. Beg. No lies. This no, is no, exactly this is like this is the show. You're so right. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about this. We had to make calls because they didn't want Connolly on the yeah, premises. That's a lie. Because that is a of lie. the Halloween incident. And we, the incident, just and, so we're uh, clear, was roughhousing with his friends. Like yes, it was like, before they, we shot the episode. So they had you guys had a clear. We were roughhousing with my friends and they thought it was serious. We got basically jumped by security. <laughs> but you, but, you, you threw a couple security guys around too, <laughs> if I recall. But the whole thing was that we were afraid we were getting out in front of it and we were afraid that on the day if somebody said something so there was a call made but it wasn't like nobody had to get me in 
to the mansion. I right? am so I the double I, check. I don't know I don't either. Know. I thought there were some producers that had to make some calls. You go, <laughs> yeah. he's not that bad. We yeah. swear. <laughs> I we know. swear he will be sober. He's an animal. He but... will not touch the monkey cage. I promise. <laughs> I swear, Kevin Dillon, I just want to say, all the times I make fun of you, that, the fact make fun that, of me. The fact you for better me, watch for not being yesterday. prepped or whatever. The fact that you came up with that memory that he was trying to hide and bury yes. for oh, life. Yes, he's been trying to bury. We that. had to make calls. That is a lie. Yes. There might have been payments made for all I know. That's I have crazy. No idea. The lies yes. that you tell yourself. And I think I might, if you watch the scene closely with Hugh Hefner, you might see him see Connolly and kind of do it like a. He's <laughs> like, oh, I banned this. <laughs> what the hell is he doing here? I was trying to kind of like lay low, like duck and mind, like hopefully out of sight, out of mind. Let's awesome. just say I worked up with Hefner, uh, Mr. Hugh Hefner, on his lines and kind of made him feel comfortable. He kissed his ass so yeah, you can get bit. on the fucking drive on list. Be, uh, yeah, I wanted to be on way, that automatic list every time. Q is a legend. Rest legend. in peace. And, uh, uh, we'll, great we'll get, guy, too. I yep, loved him. But that moves us on to the next day. The boys are having lunch with Sean and Marvin. Sean is still waiting back to hear from Hef. What I love, uh, everything I love about this episode is, and it is real. A movie star who's a working movie star, which Vince appears to be at the start of this episode, is worried about nonsense like getting his brother into the Playboy Mansion and buying fish and all this stuff. And you have Marvin, who's based on my father, my father Marvin, the accountant, who tells me I'm broke to this day every single day, <laughs> is basically worried about them. And we learn a lot about these guys and where they're from because Marvin ultimately tells them they can buy a million-dollar house, which where they're from, they're, oh, my God. Wow, we got a million dollars. We get. They're thinking they're going to get a sick house yeah. for a million dollars. And I love Turtle's line. Like, my mother's house was 150 grand and had a skylight. And yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know about you guys. Where I grew up, if you had a skylight it was back big. in... You yeah. were big. You yeah, were yeah. rich. If you had a skylight it, in Merrick, Long newish, Island... newish house. Yeah. New. Yeah. You had... But also, it was like people, they put them in even... You had a skylight, Doug. Uh, you know what? My mother put in a skylight late, and people thought we were rich in that house in Merrick. I'm I have a skylight you. at my house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but, you know, what my we learned... What we learn in this town, even then, a million dollars was not going to get a house no. that four guys were going to comfortably no. live in and, and feel good about at a movie store. Even the house they bought for $4.5 million, I'm like, are you kidding me? That's a $12 million house. Yeah, well, but, well, I mean, we'll get to times are different. Now. We'll get to Brando's house because the, the price on that house is, you know, yeah. they have that is ridiculous. Yeah, the guys go and check out this house for a million dollars, which what I wanted to talk to you about, your first house, Kevin, I looked over at Conley, by the way, he's on his fucking other podcast. Sorry, right I'm now. working on some other stuff. <laughs> some other stuff. The right. dossier. Dossier on some other stuff. Sorry, what were you saying? Doss by the way, it's, it's amazing how much stuff we, we promote here and we don't get paid for any of it. Dossier, the podcast. The, more more. Gonna, by the cut. way, the fucking Manscaped, they've been getting away with murder. They better send Doug <laughs> yes. a fucking lawnmower. We've been advertising <laughs> them for, for free. And I, I don't want to forget this, by the way, but my that time at the, at the mansion when I was there, that one part, Guess who was there? Sammy Sosa. And guess what no movie? Way. Guess what movie Sammy Sosa was in, Connolly? Kissing a Fool? Yeah, baby. No True story. Sammy Sosa. And I, be I believe the first time uh, anyone ever shot on the field at Wrigley uh, Field. That was me, Sammy uh, Sosa. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but the guys look at a million dollar house, which is shit in LA, even in 2005. So do you guys remember that? Because I remember yes. when I was buying my first house. Thinking like I had some money yeah, yeah. and going around and going, oh my God, this is a horrible place to live. By the way, it was not a bad house. It was a beautiful craftsman style house. Yeah. Which would be probably worth $2 million. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, what were we talking about? We're talking. <laughs> 
Business no, I'm man, I'm get back. your head out of what your ass. Saying? He's talking about the house. We're talking about the fact, and even now today, Los Angeles, <laughs> right. California, when you have a budget for a house and Vince has a million dollars, which he thinks is going to be something exciting, right. and then it's they not. go look at houses where Turtle's like, we got, we're talking cribs. We can't live here, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you guys have that experience when you bought your first house? Like, you, you had a budget? You thought you were going to find something nice? Well, when I bought my first house, I, I paid $250,000 for it. In Los Angeles? <laughs> in, in New York. Larchmont, okay. New York. Wow, yeah, you're not. Yeah, it's worth what, a whole lot more than that now. But I, I bought, I bought it in my early twenties. I was did, 21, 22. I had wow. a lot of sleepless nights when I first bought my house. I'm not gonna lie. I stepped uh, right out, a little bit out of my comfort zone. Not crazy. The one in the hills. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah At I mean, the time, you know, again, it's season three or whatever. My business manager said, Kevin, if this show gets canceled, this is going to be the shortest stay anyone's ever had in the house. <laughs> yeah, Tom Carr. <laughs> Kevin and I are the same business same manager. Yeah, and that's uh, what I kept say. telling you, Kev. I said this show's going to keep going. Bro. I think that happened with the Deadwood guys. Like Deadwood <laughs> comes out, it's a smash hit, and one of those dudes bought a massive house, and then the show got canceled, and he had to <laughs> yes. sell it. I have. I don't know that story, but that's uh, sad and amazing. But I'm saying, like, even though we knew the show was going to go, and I, I remember when this was. It was very early in the morning, and Doug called. Did you remember this, Dylan? This is when I decided that I was going to pull the trigger on the house. Yeah. Doug walked us, me, you, Adrian, and Jerry walked us down the block on Sunset Boulevard and said, you know, we spoke to HBO, and they're going to try to take this. They want to take this to distance. So we knew, uh, it's like, a, it's a, assuming yeah, people didn't yeah. drop dead, we yeah. were going to do uh, a whatever. Well, Kev, episodes. I bought my house right before you bought your house, if you recall. Right. right? And I bought it in Malibu, and I paid a crazy num- I, right. number. And then the, 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 the market, market crashed. Came. Doug, you lived across the street from the Menendez brothers, right? <laughs> I Like Raymond, I bought a house. Uh, my, my ex-wife and I, we bought a house right across the street from her parents. And about eight houses away was the Menendez house. Wow. You know, that's, yeah, Elm terrible, Drive in Beverly terrible, Hills. Terrible, famous crime. Famous Nightmare crime. on yeah, Elm Street. I was up for that. I came really close for... Uh... <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. Which no, no. role? The Menendez oh, brothers. The Menendez, oh, the Menendez brothers. brothers. Oh, oh, you were no, fucking perfect. spot the way, on for Lyle Menendez. Eric- I, I'm pretty sure I turned it down because they were doing two of them. They were doing like three of them. Right. I don't know what it is, yeah. but the Menendez brothers, anyone who doesn't know it, you can look up documentaries. Interesting story. And Dylan, actually, you look central casting for one of the Menendez brothers. So maybe, and they're still maybe, in jail. They've been in jail yeah, since by the 1989. Way, yeah. Maybe they'll make a movie about their life now. The Menendez brothers in jail. So there's still yeah, a part yeah. for Dylan waiting somewhere yeah. out there. I'll so, be typecast as one of the Menendez <laughs> brothers. Uh, all right. Moving on. So we're in the car. And uh, this is where we learn that Macho, who's coming into studio via Zoom very shortly. We learned that Macho uh, is the reason for your band. You know? Yeah. You talk about him. He freed the monkeys. Yeah. And I guess uh, some model got her face bit by a chimpanzee or something. <laughs> well, for people that, uh, like Doug, that haven't been to the mansion. <laughs> no, no. Hefner's, uh, the Playboy Mansion grounds are famous for the monkey cages. There's a zoo. There's and like it's a, a fun thing to there. do when you have a couple drinks in you. You go for a walk and you see some monkeys. But, you know, if you, if you free the chimps, I mean, they could literally rip your hand. Well, right they'll off eat your, your nose off, too. They will eat. They'll, they'll eat any. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's actually a bad joke when you think about it. The model getting attacked on a chip <laughs> would not go well. It would be a disaster. I mean, uh, so. uh, it would still work today. I disagree. <laughs> disagree so, with everything. And then yeah. we'll see. You know, here, the next scene is at the Warner studio. What a greatly written scene, right? You know how this happened? 
This was 100% real. I pulled up to the lot at Universal Studios. There's the real Ari, Ari Emanuel. He pulls into an assigned spot of somebody. Maybe it was Peter Hill. Maybe I made that name up. I don't know. I go, Ari, there's an assigned spot. He goes, who the fuck knows who this guy is? And I go, Ari. <laughs> I know that guy. I go, Ari, I'm using this in the show. And he goes, use it. He goes, you could never write me as good as me. That's what Ari said <laughs> wow. to me. And wow. the truth is, Ari Emanuel is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, you yeah. guys ever He's dealt with him? He's the real deal. He's the real well, deal. I, I never dealt with him, but I, I, I know him. And he's a great guy. I love him. The next scene to me, I remember very well, was, was fun to shoot with Paul Ben Victor. Is that where uh, we go in and it's Dana Gordon and... and Constance Zimmer. Yes. Constance Zimmer. And we're talking was about... Was that our first time seeing her? I think it was our first time seeing both of them. Paul Ben Victor's yes. from The Wire. Constance Zimmer, Dana Gordon was on the show for yeah. years and is both amazing. And we got to get both of them on. They're both great. Um, is that the well, one where they wheel in the suit? Yes, Kevin. The ridiculous yes. suit. That's where they wheel that in the suit. That's the best. Uh, one of that my was favorites. funny. Yeah. yeah, I love that I suit. I mean, Adrian kind of smirked like, there's no way I'm putting on those tights. Like, there's no way I'm wearing that goofy suit. <laughs> and I get it. And it's, I wouldn't want to be seen. Doug, how much thing. went into that kind of stuff? The Aquaman A lot. Suit, a lot I, of I meetings, mean, <laughs> producers, HBO, everybody, right? Not really HBO because they kind of trusted us. But, you know, all of us, Lev and I, we, we spent a lot of weiss. We spent a lot of time on that suit because we wanted it to be ridiculous, but possible. I'm not 100% <laughs> right, sure that suit is possible. to be able to Adrian to roll his eyes and go, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> but you also wanted to believe that Dana yes. Gordon and Paul Ben Victor, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on what Paul Ben Victor's character's name was. Alan? Was it Alan? Yes. Maddie Stu. Let us know. But, you know, you wanted to believe that they believed this was going to be a $100 million movie. And what's interesting, really at that time, and you say director's medium, at that time, especially, if James Cameron was directing your movie, that suit became cool if James Cameron thought it was cool because he yeah. knew he was going to make a great movie. And so... I don't think James Cameron saw that suit. He, James, James Cameron, Cameron would, would not have signed suit. off on that suit. He would have thrown out that suit. But if James Cameron said, I like that suit, you would have believed there was probably a good reason for it. But I love that, you know, he's convincing him, or, or Ari actually is convincing him that it, it's going to look totally different on film, you know? <laughs> like Wait you know. till you see that thing on camera. It's going to light up on camera. Well, he says Tom Cruise is, you know, 5'3", and on camera he looks like Yao Ming. So it's, you know, it's... Uh, uh, it's uh, it, it's it's what it is. So word so, from our sponsors. I didn't wear my so the next scene we get to is at the Brando house, which is the Victor Maitland house from Beverly Hills Cop Two. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. An amazing house, and we're talking about it in 2005 as being 4.3 million dollars, yes. which was ridiculous then. Yes, because that house was probably I don't know. What's the guess on that house? I'm saying 10, 12, oh. then. Then uh, I was saying eight, now nine eight I'm, nine no seven, I'm eight, saying nine. that house is if it's in Beverly Hills that house is over twenty million dollars now could be you know you're talking a lot of property old huge Spanish property. house and it was it was a beautiful, beautiful house now Brando had nothing to do with that house right did he actually live in that house no okay. no nothing to do with that house but I like that Vince is like let's buy it because Brando lives yes. there. <laughs> you know well, and people then do have that people gotta do that. have it yeah and then Ari's trying to convince him well Brando did Superman so why don't you want to do Aquaman you know but <laughs> yeah. then Turtles jumping in going but he didn't wear the costumes or yes. whatever so. he didn't wear tights yeah so oh by the way I had a great line there too uh, Costumes could be very liberating. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was like when I was a Ninja Turtle or whatever it was. I forget what the line was. Yeah, and that's based. <laughs> that is also based on a real thing. I grew up with a kid who was a serious actor his whole life, and I saw him at City Walk in one of those suits one day. And <laughs> and it's the sadness of this business. I think he was pretty talented, but um, 
He might still be at City Walk. I haven't Boulevard been there. Boulevard of Broken Dreams, bro. <laughs> Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And Vince, Vince is talking about that he wants Johnny Depp's career, which it's weird looking at that now because we all wanted Johnny Depp's career. And now Johnny Depp is just embroiled in the courts. And yeah, I think at you're going to see, yeah, you'll see Johnny have a careers. second act. He's, you'll see him. Johnny's doing great. Johnny's great. Yeah. yeah. Cry me a river for Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> One of the great American actors. You know what the fun, fun thing, too, about the play? I'm thinking about the Playboy Mansion and the lines and, you know, even when you were on the list, you know, you would go and you would park at UCLA and get on the shuttle and all this kind of stuff until you and if you would have your friends and somebody was always up to something. And until you like broke the plane of that doorway of the mansion, <laughs> yes. it was very stressful. Yeah. Even when your name was on the like, what if yeah. my name is not there? What if they can't find it? It was like super stressful until you got into the building. It and then so, it was you know, when you had a drive on, like, I did, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, for you, it must have been horrible. And I just want to have an aside. We took a break. Kevin Dillon went to the bathroom. I just looked up at my phone, and Kevin Dillon had posted. Did you do that from the bathroom, or is that no, your team? I, I didn't put, my team. Dillon, it's you have a team. It's, it's my peeps. Oh, my peeps are on top of it. This is unbelievable. He, he posted from the bathroom. Well, I, I, I didn't originally post that because I felt like I was bragging about my cars. But, they're, you know, I built. I bought them cheap, and I built them. I didn't want to post it. What's that run you a week, that I'm people? not paying for it. I got a bunch of You got of free people? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's ridiculous. Well, I, free furniture in his house. Free, free fucking people, Instagram team. Any Drives American cars. Getting back to it, we get to Ralph Macchio's house, which is just a great scene. And you two just yeah. had like an awesome chemistry. And now I'm saying yeah. this for a couple of reasons. I want Dylan on Cobra Kai. He needs the gig. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening, the We're guy plant is... the seed in the interview. Dylan will take down Billy Zapka. He, by the <laughs> way, Cobra Billy, Kai. Billy Zapka is one of the great 80s villains. And is yeah. amazing back on this school. show. Back yeah. to school. He was great then. He was a great villain in Back great to School. Great, great villain. villain. He was a great villain in a bunch of those movies. He's awesome. I mean, he's, he's awesome and he's really great in Cobra Kai. So, but let's get him on the podcast. Let's get him on the podcast. Yeah. They're too big for us now. We're lucky we got Ralph now. <laughs> Ralph Macchio scene at the house. Let's talk yeah. about this. Do you remember this? I do. I remember it well. Tell me. Give me something. Well, I remember he didn't really like the house to begin with. He was like, my house is nicer than this. <laughs> right. So it was, uh, it was a smaller house, you know. I, so I kind of get that. I but get that. something that's happened on this show very and often. And rightfully so. When he's been smart are, with his money and he's got a nice yeah. house. But I, I don't, of course, he's a success. But what I'm saying is on this show, when people played themselves, they didn't want to be seen, even though they do crazy stuff, they didn't want to be seen as, as unsuccessful. And because people thought a lot of this was very real. You know who's the one person that came on and literally was like, I don't give a fuck what. You can make me whatever you want. James Woods. James Woods. James Woods yeah, didn't yeah, give a shit. He He's like, care. I'll be yeah. mean, nice. Because yeah. also, too, people are right to protect their... It's something that I would look at if you're playing yourself. Yeah, you want to yeah. be able to Jimmy Woods yourself. still doesn't give not. a shit. If anyone wants to see some action, look at Jimmy Woods' Twitter. James Woods, who's an amazing actor. And I watched The Onion Field this week. Great movie. Everyone should see it. All right. So back to Ralph Macchio yeah. at his house. What was going on in that scene? Uh, it was just uh, me, me saying, hey, dude, you got to confess. You got to tell half. It was you that freed the monkey. He's like, go fuck yourself, drama. It wasn't me. <laughs> and then I'm like, I had to kick your ass. <laughs> He's like. He does the karate pose. He goes, you want to try it? <laughs> and I look at it and I go, well, he, he might know a couple things. I, I better walk away. We're going <laughs> to have to talk to Ralph. Really, really good stuff. We're going to have to talk to Ralph about that because I wanted him to do the crane. Of course he did. Oh, if he could have done the crane, it would have been great. Of course I, I he actually did. Think he made, I think he made the right move. He did make the right move because he might not have been doing what he's doing right now. No, but I think, I think this yeah. was more subtle. I think it was the scene is really real. It's actually whether, whether it was written as Machio's real. Machio's no sellout. 
But whether it was written no. as real as it is, it's really good. And you really feel for Dylan is like begging for a pilot. And like, he's so concerned with the mansion. The but mansion as soon as is all I got, bro. But, but as soon as he sees there's a job opportunity, it's like, you got a pilot? Like, and that is the real deal in Hollywood. And someone hears, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's not working and you hear someone else is working. It's like, wait, what's going on uh, with you? So it's yeah. very real. By um, the way, all of that cast from The Outsiders, none of them sold out. They all Successful yeah. group yeah, right. of people yeah. in that cast. kind of stuck to the, the art end of it. All right, the guys get to the mansion. There is that moment where, like Connolly says, you actually do feel that real stress of whether you're going to get in. But these guys have drama in the trunk. So there's extra... Yes. Extra stress going on. I remember it was hard to get you in that trunk, wasn't it? It was no, a small no, no, car. I had no problem it? in that trunk until you, I got locked in there. Oh, that's what it was. That's oh, what I happened. Got freaking locked in that trunk. Right. And, it, and, it, and <laughs> the battery died in the anxiety. car. And the only way, there was no key. It was a keyless trunk. Of course. That's and why I I'm hate hearing that everyone car. outside. They, they pretend like I can't hear them, but they're like, uh oh, we got a little situation. The trunk won't open. I'm like, Right, you hear oh walkie-talkies going right, off all, right. all over the place. Everybody, and they'll go, hey, Kevin, just just try and relax in there. And just, I'm like, get the fucking trunk open, man. <laughs> Were you getting nervous? Were you panicking? I wasn't. I wasn't. I knew that every trunk has got uh, a latch. A latch. So I started feeling around for the latch. But who knows? That Maserati way, probably has a hidden latch. I found that. Fucking I found the latch car. long before I unlatched it. I said, I'm going to let these let guys sweat it out. do in this for a little while. <laughs> let you know, them sweat like, it out. And then they're like, Okay, Kevin, just just calmly look around for the latch. Meanwhile, I was completely calm. I had my hand on the latch. By the way, I'm sitting there with the owner's manual, flipping through it, trying to find where the latch is. Yeah, by the way, I think there but is... But it was scary for a I second. I think there is there, a thinking, law. Oh, my God, I could be stuck in this thing I think there a is a law that came out in the 90s that there has to be an exit route. I think you can't yes. lock someone in the trunk, but that, uh, I didn't think about it until I think now. that's a yes. fair law. Yes. Yeah, I think that was so, pretty scary. As soon as I heard all the talk from above, I was, I was seeking out that latch. So did you use that? You in your knew where that latch was before you got. Oh, I, I just wanted to let the crew kind of suffer. A little <laughs> Appreciate bit. you. Did yes. you use it in your performance? We open up the trunk and you're busted. Did yes, you? I'm busted. And you know, I love what, that you know the security I guard the Patrick. Guy, I called him Patrick uh, after my buddy Pat Fahey. Right. I'm like Pat. <laughs> I, I oh, that's that. right. And then he's like, "Take a hike. Go hitch on Sunset." And I'm like. Patrick, how could you? you right. know? So I yelled to college kids, and then Turtle finds a way into the mansion. But He's like, I found a weakness in the uh, security detail. The we get into the mansion finally. A couple of things that happened during this thing. We really didn't have enough money to fill this mansion with extras. We had to put a black screen, do you remember? And basically oh, yeah. cut it in half so we oh, could yeah. actually look like it was filled. The scene ends. Aretha Franklin, great song, which Venner did not pick, I'm sorry to say. Uh-huh. Love Aretha, rest in peace. And then, you know, it just is an amazing vibe with these guys at the end. It's just really exactly what the show is. Wish fulfillment, friendship, and they're going to go yes. buy a house with the money he's getting. But before from that, Paulie Paul yeah. Shore was great. Paulie Shore. Paul Shore was great. He was the one who freed the monkeys. We had that great thing. Oh, and- so we all hang out. And, and just and one thing about great. that, we ran out of time. I didn't even think we had an ending that was going to work because do you remember this? It was so late. We we're running out of yes. our 14 hours, whatever the hell it was. And we barely got the poly stuff done. The yeah. cut to me is still very weird. It just doesn't totally work, the cut. But mm, no, I'm good with well, it. good. Everybody also else was too. Also, too, Dylan, that's where uh, that's we're talking about the Aquaman sequels. And you're like, that's 1.2 for E. That's where the 1.2 yes, came from. Yes, that's where you realize what down. E's going to get paid. <laughs> and Turtle and wants a raise. Money. And Turtle, Turtle wants, wants a raise because he's getting 200 a week. And then, uh, <laughs> but, but the way it ends, I love because Vince leans in. He goes, I, we can get this house if I do this movie. He leans into Ari. Goes, do I get suit approval? Because he doesn't be, want to be seen in those goofy tights. Yeah. Did he get suit approval? Great. 
He must have because right. he did the movie. But that's the so. end. That's that's a great well, ending. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, great ending. Great supposedly ending. gets suit approval, but we're going to find out in the next episode, which we'll talk about, that this deal might not be done yet. So, which yes. happens all the time in Hollywood. We're bringing in Ralph Macchio, Entourage cameo star of honestly the best show that's going on on the quarantine right now. And um, amazingly enough, I saw it a few years ago, but now on Netflix, it has just blown up Cobra Kai. And we've got the ageless Ralph Macchio. Ralph. Looks like he's 15 right now. You I look, look great, bro. Oh, you look go great. Go Meyer. Go on. Don't go too close. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you guys, man. Good to yeah. see you, too. Congrats to you. on the show, man. It really is great. You know, also, also too, Ralph. Also, too, Ralph, it might feel like we're calling you to get you on the podcast because of, like, the recent success of uh, your, you know, career exploding. But we are at this episode, yes. coincidentally, this as luck would have it. episode we're on, right? So now. thanks for joining Listen, us. When we, re- when we resold the thing to Netflix, I, I purposely timed out the release. <laughs> for this. <laughs> be an Aquamansion time. That is an you awesome. See, you, think, you think you're running this? I'm running. I like we it. We knew you were. We knew you know you what? Were. Ralph is like, you know, like Dylan can't really share into this, but like Connolly and I, Ralph is Long Island strong. We grew up there together. Ralph and Connolly are like the Nicholson and Diane Cannon of the uh, Islanders. I would, they- I would say that's it. I would say that's it. Doug's a bit of a bandwagon jumper. Like he wears <laughs> yeah, the hat yeah, during the playoffs, yeah. but I wonder where he was a few Probably years ago. With Ranger the fan for sure. Sub 500 team. Let me tell you uh, something. I think we Ra- went to Ranger games together, Doug, you and me. Uh, yeah, that I'm was, that, sure we that, did. Rick Nash was kind enough to let us go to the game. That was very difficult, but it was for promotion. But I can name every <laughs> single player from the Islanders and their numbers you from like 79 you let's can't move do it. On from the let's, let's talk to Ralph. On. Let's stop. Uh, let's because we got little time with Ralph Macho here. Big hot show. How is that feeling? I mean, this great show, which everyone loved three years ago, has now exploded on a whole different level. How does that feel? It's it's amazing because it's sort of like a rebirth, a second rebirth of the rebirth of the franchise. You know, I mean, mm. these guys, the guys that are writing the show, just have it down. They are the super fans. They were six years old when they saw this movie. at a hundred times wow. and, and are living their dream, you know? And, uh, and so they really have a handle on how to sort of embrace nostalgia and then be relevant for today. And that's, what's kicking it across the board in all quadrants, fathers and sons and kids and, 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 uh, and our age and, and above that are just, uh, sucking it up and, and having, having the Netflix, you know, stage. I mean, YouTube was cool because Netflix always wanted the show, but, YouTube's, uh, you know, Netflix wanted to develop the show and YouTube said, make the show. And so that's why that decision was made in 2017. And then uh, when YouTube changed their model, Google mandated them out of scripted. Then we were just like, please, please let us take this. Because um, we we have a third season in the can. Oh, you do? That, nice. uh, that, so it was just uh, right. And, you know, things happen for, for whatever reason. I can't shake this guy, but he's been uh, pretty... <laughs> Pretty good to me and pretty good to the world. So that's kind of a good thing in the in the shit show of the world that we're dealing with now. It's kind of nice to be a uh, a warm embrace to all of it, you know. And yes. what was your fir- what was your first thought when they came to you? Did you think it sounded ridiculous or did you think it sounded good? No, this one sounded. Good. I was listen. I said no forever. I said no ten times before Entourage about playing myself. You know, right. very protective and uh, and for just like this, that was just the smart move. I come up looking far more intelligent than I am. Right. You know, I waited for Entourage because I knew that was the one. <laughs> you know, but, um, but same thing with Cobra Kai. I think it was a combination. I was the last guy to the party. They had all the ducks in a row. They had everyone on. And 
you know, because I was pretty much said no for 30 years. Just, I mean, you know how it is. Yeah. Everyone's got pitch. This is what if you and Rocky Balboa were related? <laughs> we all both fought together. And, you know, I mean, everyone's got there. You've been, we've all been in those meetings, you know? Well, by the and, way, Dylan is hoping for one of those meetings. He's like, he'll fucking fight anybody as Johnny Drama. He yes. just wants somebody to give him a yeah, reboot. Get Doug. Doug is the holdout. Doug is <laughs> the Ralph right. Macchio right. right now. So, so anyway, so just cut to the chase on that. These guys, um, I just believe they, you know, they had written Harold. They uh, did Harold and Kumar and they did a hot tub time machine. Not mm-hmm. all of it, but the, between the three of them. So I knew they knew how to write young and present and sort of, a little edgier and so but i believe that they wanted to um you know hold up uh, the pedestal hold up the um pay homage to all those things that are great uh from the karate kid film and um and then it was is the platforms you know you have the ability to tell a story a five-hour movie in 10 half-hour parts you didn't have that 10 years ago you had to either be a two hour blockbuster that would be bigger louder faster funnier within a massive climax so we get to let these guys breathe and dive into the gray areas. And, and uh, you know, not unlike what Entourage did with those characters, you they were human and, and multidimensional and everybody was a little good and everybody's a little bad at times, mm-hmm. you know. So that's yeah. what's worked. So, Ralph, you know, one of the things about the original Karate Kid was, you know, the valley. You know, we Entourage did a thing on the on the San Fernando Valley, oh, but, 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 you know, Karate Kid was... <laughs> I don't know. It was like the the valley was like a character, and yes. and then jump to like this new world in the business where they're shooting in the valley in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's what's that like? What do you shoot a couple of pickup days in the valley? Like how does that work? Let me tell you. Season one, we got we shot two days in L.A. and season two, we shot one day in L.A. So that's twenty episodes, um, <laughs> one or two stock shots, but for the most part. Um, we a lot just, of driving up and down Ventura Boulevard. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, listening to Ario Speedwagon it's been like, <laughs> in, the, in the ninth episode of his first season, but uh, for the most part, you know, there's a lot of indoors, a lot of blinds shut, <laughs> sunlight, <laughs> light, just big arc lights just blaring through the windows, big palm trees and, and all that yeah, too. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, the, it's the incentives and all that stuff. It's just uh, the new world. Yeah, it is. It is. We, you know, we thought for sure we'd be shooting this. In L.A., for me in New York, Atlanta is a quick pop. You know, I could do that, yeah. you know, be home for lunch. Right. Uh, yeah. So that worked. But um, um, but the Georgia, the team down there and the crews and the uh, and this, the, you know, all the sets and and, and uh, the extras casting and that uh, has been great, you know, and it's well, you it really is great. It. The whole the whole cast is amazing. Zapka is like, I mean, he's unbelievable, you know, and I, it makes he's you go where where's he been? Because he really is so good. And we talk about it a lot on this podcast, like it's the right actor getting the right role. All of a sudden, you know, you realize how good they are. Kevin Dillon is an example of that. But uh, um, the question about season three, because everyone Ralph, so everyone understands when I was growing up on Long Island, like Ralph was the guy you wanted to be. You saw him in these movies and you thought like, wow, he's like a regular guy like I grew up with. I wonder if I can get into this business. And Elizabeth Shue was every Long Island kid's crush. Is she in season three or no? I have no idea. <laughs> you can't tell anything. No spoilers. I love no spoilers. it. I can't. I got a Netflix gag order. Um, <laughs> she's Listen, her characters lived in the show from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. So it's um, you know, you want the wish fulfillment of this and there's a there's a ton of they do we do a great job of pulling these Easter eggs out and 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 introducing characters that 
even small characters from like one or two scenes in one of the movies that that uh, that all of a sudden resonates because they what we call our evangelicals or hardcore Cobra Kai fans. They look for that. I mean, they go through it. They know way more than I do. Yeah. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of cool. But there are season three is broader in scope. It uh, we uh, it it dives a little bit. I'm you know I'm very limited what I can say, but it yeah. dives into the origins of Miyagi Do Karate and also Cobra Kai. So you explore uh, where it all came from, and it sends Daniel to Okinawa. That's one thing I could tease. Ooh. So. There are things about uh, the, the world of the Miyagi verse that not even uh, Daniel knew, or we as an audience that we get to learn, and that's kind of the cool part of how you could keep the story going and it, it being fresh. It's really know. awesome. And is there a release date yet, or no? No, we're waiting on that. We're you know we're waiting on uh, waiting on that. We thought Netflix was going to drop all thirty episodes day one. I think it's smart what they did. They don't do much that isn't smart, um, and certainly yeah. for us. So it's building. It's it's letting the world catch up to the the YouTube. Uh, you know the people didn't watch it. Uh, you know two years ago. So I'm hoping it's quarter one or right after. You know the the, the ball drops. Uh, it'll be 2021, but I, I would imagine they're not going to wait that long. But that's right. not in my hands. All right. And last question on that, and then I want to get to some entourage stuff. But yeah. did, are you? trained in fighting the choreography is amazing obviously you did it you did it in the movie but i think it's even more unbelievable in this show i mean so are you trained in this stuff and how much of these stunts are you doing well i'm doing listen they, they, we have a great stunt coordinator i mean you know how it is i mean you get you're you need someone to direct that part of uh and and in a, a project like this that is so driven by action you know, Hiro Koda and Janelle Kerfman are our two stunt coordinators. They're Emmy nominated both years, um, and uh, hopefully this year, uh, you know, all goes well. They'll they'll get the trophy. But they, we train. Um, the kids train a ton. You know, they all came. No one came in as a martial artist. I didn't come in as a martial artist in '84. I still try <laughs> to figure out what I'm doing. Right. Can you beat up Doug? Can you beat up Doug? We pull it off. You know, Billy's, Billy's more of an athlete. Zapka's definitely more of an athlete than I am. So, uh, but we, we catch everything hurts, man. It used to be, I just <laughs> yeah. bring off the mat and like, let's do another one. Now I'm like, did you get that? <laughs> you better get me a um, stunt, man. We do have stunt. We have yeah. some stunt guys. Like, Cause we're shooting. I mean, we're double, we're shooting five days in episode. <laughs> right. Five, That's what we were doing season yeah. one and two. Yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah. So it's real, and it, but it's an action show right. with a yeah. big cast. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and a lot of young, and some of them are minors, so you're, you're losing oh, them. They're pumpkining out after eight hours. Wow. Um, so it's, uh, it's work, man. It's, it's, uh, the physical stuff is a lot more work. It requires a lot of more preventative maintenance. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. It I really need the is. implants like drama had. Do I remember that? I recall that, right? Yes, you, uh, could, you awesome. called it right. It, uh, well, ma- it makes you wonder about Liam Neeson. And these guys yeah. that like do I know, these movies. I mean, Liam Neeson's in his 60s rolling around yes. on the top of subway trains. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if anyone saw Tom Cruise's stunt on oh, the crazy. internet the Tom other day. Cruise. I mean, it's oh, one of the sickest That's things I've ever seen. I mean, it's him doing it. So, but anyway, we got limited time with Ralph. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so we got limited time with Ralph. There's two things we have to get to for a second because one of my favorite books of all time, one of my son's favorite books of all time, and you worked with Kevin's brother, um, mm-hmm. Matt Dillon. Notice the poster behind his head there. I lay, oh, I the outside is right wow, there. I'm old because I can't 
can't even see that. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. So anyway, one of my favorite books, amazing movie. Ralph, you were in it with Matt Dillon. I mean, everyone. That movie was Patrick Swayze and Tom Cruise. Emilio and- Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Oh, yeah, what a cast. So how quickly, how, how was that? I mean, was that experience you remembered? And that, I read that book when I was 12, just like, uh, you know, yeah. millions of other kids. I still still read and, you know, required reading in many, Susie many schools. And I, uh, you know, I connected with it then. I think it was the only, it was the first book I ever read, uh, not at gunpoint by my parents and my <laughs> teacher. You know, I was like, right. oh, I yeah. read? show me the movie. Isn't there a movie? You know, like, uh, <laughs> there is that. That's awesome. I loved it. I loved it. I connected with, um, with all those characters. And, uh, and so when they were making the movie and then Coppola was doing it, I'm like this, I gotta get a shot at this thing, you know? And, Went in. I went in early. We did these. Uh, Matt was in New York. I was in L.A. at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a big uh, group audition kind of thing. Coppola mixing and matching. It's sort of the famous or infamous story of how all the actors are sitting on a soundstage watching each other, watch the director react to them. It was brutal, brutal. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I was the guy, it took a while. I just wanted that part. When I got to read other parts, I did, I just wanted to play that part. I thought it was a fit. I'm still, you know, I'm still one of my prouder moments. It's like, I call it like your first girlfriend. You never forget that, you know, yeah. the first kiss it's, you know, Johnny Kate is that character. And I still, it's so funny, man, this Instagram, all this social media stuff that you have to do now. And it's, it's exhausting. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan loves it. He's a master yeah. now. Dylan has an Instagram team I just now. Started. So I hey, started. Ralph. So you basically really wanted to play the lead. Anytime they wanted me to read for a character ball. that wasn't the lead, I was bothered. I was bothered. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It was. Uh, I want. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, and the cool stuff about that audition. I mean, it's like you know, I'm doing scenes with Mickey Rourke, and and you're doing scenes Dennis Quaid. Everybody's like mixing and matching, so it's kind of. It was kind of cool at that point, but that, that was, um, I have all these Instagram kids is what I was alluding to. And they're all, they all think I'm still like, you know, 16, right. <laughs> uh, no matter what you believe. And so like, I'm, I could be their grandfather at least. And they're just, they, all those guys, they're like, Oh, Matt is so hot. Ralph and Amelia. <laughs> Rob is so it's like it's so crazy, man. But I still feel that way about Diane Lane, so I guess I'm crazy. Yeah, so do I. So do I. <laughs> she still looks great. She's aged well. She She's is she well. has done very well. So all right, so we know we got limited time with Ralph. So okay, so again, I saw you eight is enough. I saw everything you did when Three you, when wishes you were young. Eight eight is enough? Yeah, oh god, you guys got this. Somebody's got a computer up. Right I swear, no. Ralph, I swear to no, God, I no, looked no. at nothing. The three wishes of Billy Greer. Did you ever see that? No. It was I like see that. Now he's embarrassing me. No. No, no. It's killer because I'm playing a guy with an aging disorder that ages aggressively forward. So it's sort of the antithesis of what Benjamin I've Button. with. Yeah. Benjamin Button. Yeah. You- um, that's crazy. But it was a huge movie of the week. It was called The wow. Three Wishes of Billy Greer. And Everybody he- got an affliction of the week. Yeah, I had one of those. <laughs> an affliction. By the way, Ralph, fucking Connelly's trying to embarrass me because I was totally prepped for this and I don't know that one and I was like a boy was, in the plastic... Don't run out. Don't run out. I was a big boy out. in the plastic bubble guy, so it, it was, I, I should it was, it. it was in the golden age of the movie of the week. Like, and seriously. I mean, like, that was as good. Right. It was one of those. It was like boy in the plastic bubble yes. or whatever it was. But it was a good good movie. All right, good, good. <laughs> Laura, Dern, Laura Dern was in that. Betty Buckley. Oh, wow. Was... All right, I am going to... I am going to <laughs> Entourage. Let's talk. All right, about let's talk entourage. So, Ralph, let's uh, f- sort of from the beginning. When you get the call to play yourself, 
Uh, you know, we came up in the room. I think uh, Rob Weiss and I were thinking about this and going, this would be awesome if we could get Ralph. And we're pretty early on in the show then. So the first season had aired. But do you, do you know right. what the show is when you get that call? And what are you thinking? It's funny. First of all, you got to tell me, I want to know at some point where I was on that list. You know, one. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. I'm not even kidding because I think yeah, he's, I really, not, he's not lying to you. I really do true. think Rob Weiss said it. Like, if we could get Ralph to do the freaking crane, like, I'm like, yes. he's, I think I remember going, he's never going to fucking do that. There's no yeah, way. Right. I, I you did not do the story. crane, but you did do <laughs> a little nice karate <laughs> move. I keep it in my back pocket. Uh, <laughs> no, but I got the call and it came from an agent in New York and he said, um, Is this, you know, to play yourself? And I'm always, they know I was always like, ah, eh. because I know it's a, I, I, I've always been concerned. It was a one joke. It was the one-off. Everybody gets a lot more out of it than I do. Right. You know, it only, it only, it only solidifies. It only, it only, uh, uh, takes that bright picture and makes it brighter, you know, and it's a good thing, but it's, it's also makes other things challenging. So I, um, I initially bucked at the idea and then we came back and I think it was me and C Thomas Howell. You might've had it then early. Yeah. Yep. Oh, really? Before came in. Yep. Uh, I know CT passed. We joke about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what were you doing? Still- <laughs> He's a member <laughs> of your golf was, course, Kevin Connell. I believe CT's member. The show is just launching. And by the time I came around, then it was a legitimate hit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, so it was, it was totally the right move. I, I, we just, I said, you know, I, as long as we, I think we might've had a creative call. I think I had a call with Weiss and uh, I don't know, I guess you at that point. And, uh, and it was a Playboy mansion for, you know, 12, 14 hours. So that then I checked with my wife. Well, <laughs> if I do something, the Playboy mansion. And she, at that point in my career, she was like, what, just get the hell out of the house. I don't care where you're going. Just shoot something. So it was like, it was a good, it was the perfect storm of time for me to do something like that. And, and then I was, uh, we shot the Playboy Mansion stuff first, right, for me. I mean, that was early on. Then I had a bunch of days off. So I was, you know, sucking up the L.A. time, trying to, trying to figure out my next one while I was waiting for the scene with Kevin. Which <laughs> I love. It's on the reel. <laughs> it's really I awesome. I love that mansion. scene. I love I that. I got scene. nothing but the mansion is one of my favorites. <laughs> I got nothing else. I really love it. I watched it last night and it's phenomenal. And I love when you, and I don't remember if I said something to you. It feels like a, like a film noir moment when you at the end are like, We'll, 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 we'll uh, do we'll Cuervo, just Cuervo like. like the old days, you know? It's like like you guys are like these old, old timers. Which I'll not. see like you there, Wallach and, you know. <laughs> Exactly. That, that's exactly <laughs> right. And it's like, Dylan, I love Dylan begging you, which he might beg you to get on Cobra Kai at this point also. So. <laughs> hey, we might have something there. <laughs> you don't know, have to beg. You just, you just give me a buzz. <laughs> right. so, um, so, and one of the stories, the things I remember is when we were shooting that scene, I think it was first up in the morning, the one, you know, when, uh, when, when Kevin comes up to Ralph's house, so many people say, is that your real wife? Is that your house? And people are so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, I was doing a little officer in the I gentleman thing. Scene. Like I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> Don't you? I, I, I got no place left to go. I got nothing but, and when he did it, when he did nothing but the match, he kept going back. He was redoing the, 
like you'd stop, you do it again. Cause I knew it seemed like you had in your head just what you yeah. wanted it to be. Yeah. So you were doing like you were resetting, resetting, resetting. Yeah, let me like, do that line oh, again. He's known for that. Yeah. No, to go back until no, no, I get it to But my... he had it on the second one, but we, we waited six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt, Matt was, wasn't like you know, that on the I, outsiders, I, was he, Ralph? It was like, a little, uh, little easier Matt going, Matt going. His line. No, no, Kevin remembers <laughs> mine. Matt had it. He's fine. That's a different story. It's a different Dylan. That's awesome. Uh, I love them both, man. And and I love when I got done shooting that scene and Doug was at Video Village or whatever. And I did, you know, he goes, I ought to kick your ass. And I'm sort of like, you ought to try. <laughs> that and was I great. Think, okay, what am I going to give them? I'm not giving them the cringe. Yeah. He's not going in. But then I, I, I when I went to, uh, to Video Village or whatever, wherever Doug was... Uh, and we were talking about it. I said, boy, you know, the whole world is going to watch this scene. And said, how come he's not doing this? Like, well, maybe we should come around. Maybe we should come around again. But Doug was making one last shot. And, uh, hoping I that tried. you would do it. Hoping that you would do it. I, th- I think I said something like, listen, I read the deal memo. You didn't pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't say it. But I was alluding to that. I was a pain in the ass. You did a nice karate move, though. You did a, it was wow! <laughs> you know, like a Bruce Lee thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was, was right. I didn't want. You know, it, it also made the scene about these guys. The scene was quite real. You yeah. know, even when they're talking yeah. about it, it's a pilot. I was, oh, you got to see what's well, a pilot. It's a pilot. You know, that, and that's how, that's how they are. You know, trying to talk up. you know, it's going to be on the air. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a negative pickup. <laughs> uh, so I, I loved all that stuff. So I, I felt like going to the movie, going to the, the movie move would sort of, you know, Take yeah. it out. Now, obviously, if I did it, it would have been in the show. I know. But <laughs> yes. um, it was just I was always protective of it. I still, you know, listen, it's paid off with Cobra Kai even to this day. It's yeah. not sort of saturating over, you know, uh, watering down the brand just for the. Sure. The yeah. I, I think <laughs> what you did was the 100 percent right move. It, it actually it actually made it feel real too. Kevin's Doug, desperate Doug, to jump well, in because Doug thinks I'm showing him up here. But, you know, Ralph, where the first time you did the crane kick, I was in the funnier die that Ralph did yeah, where no, he, he actually dropped the crane kick. <laughs> we got to see that. That was, a, that was the first know. time I did it because it was on my it was on my terms. It was on your so terms. It was a way to be funny. Poke fun, try to be smart, which I think it was, and uh, I try to get Kevin to, to be in the funnier die. Uh, Dylan passed. Really? I don't remember that. He was. I called the lawyer. I called the agent. I knew the agent. I, I couldn't get through. No, by the way, I don't think by they, the way, so Ralph, he settled on Connolly, which is like yeah. better than nothing. <laughs> by the way, Ralph, we can barely get the guy to show up for this podcast. So believe me, he's not easy to land. Hey. He says that every <laughs> day. He says it every day. Traffic, traffic. Like, uh, these guys live around the corner. The over funnier here. die that Ralph did is really funny because he's got such a reputation of being such a good guy. Yeah. Ralph, wasn't that what the funnier die was about? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like a reverse intervention on a guy that is You're too so nice. good. Right. That even if kids and his family are asking for him to somehow fuck up so he'd be worth something. I'm like, Ralph, you gotta dial it up. You gotta get yourself in some trouble. <laughs> but it's funny to watch. It's a good one. It's good. And Michael Lerner is awesome as the agent. Kevin does him. the, you know, Kevin's like, uh, it's a cautionary tale. I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> you got Molly Ringwald in it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a four best minutes of your day. We're going to have to get nice. that clip I'll together. And the truth, and the truth is Ralph is really one of the, the nice guys and one of the great guys we had on the show. And before I let you go, I just want to tell you, if you ever followed Black Jaguar, White Tiger on, uh, 
on Instagram. They've got like 8 million followers, a great like big cat sanctuary. They love the show and they're going to name two lions after the show, Miyagi and Cobra Kai. Uh, how but, about that, Ralph? But uh, so you're, you're really, you've hit it. Netflix has hit, hit it out it. of the park. You know, and, it's a benchmark. And I can't tell you how much we appreciate this. And uh, especially now you're blowing up again. Which, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. happen to a nicer guy. And by yeah. the way, I still think it was you that sprung the apes. <laughs> I do. It's me. The monkeys. I let the monkeys out. <laughs> I do a bully. If you can throw Paulie Shore under the bus, take that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ralph, did you go to the mansion back in the day? Oh, Connolly's I, keeping it I, going. Connolly told me uh, I had 20 in and out. I, know, I like last it. Question. No, good question. Last though. question. Were you good, there it's back It's a great the- question. It's a great question. That was the first time there. See, I really? told wow. He is the nicest guy. Feet. By the way, his <laughs> wife is in the background right now. <laughs> it's good at Connolly's 30th time Yeah, there, exactly. Sure. Connolly has broken all records for breaking <laughs> into the match. But anyway, Ralph, thank you so much. Good luck, everyone. Cobra Kai season one and two. I swear to you, I'm not lying, is amazing. I know everyone's seen it anyway, but season three is coming soon, we hope. And... Uh, yeah. Best of luck. Right. Thanks, Thanks, Ralph. We'll talk to you soon. Best to your families, man. Thanks okay, so much. Okay, take it easy, Ralph. Be good. Be good to see you, man. Don't mess with me, man. Good. So thank you so much, Ralph Macha. That was awesome. And, uh, you know, great, great, really great. Love yes. seeing him. And uh, that wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen at Mr. Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon Kevin Dillon Official. Victory! Victory!